0: The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Let's talk about living at home. The scale of Ireland's housing crisis has really been laid bare. Uh, statistics don't lie. Um, young men are less likely to leave the family home compared to their female counterparts, and the latest figure shows 68% of adults. That's two thirds of adults between the ages of 25 and 29 are still living at home. The EU average is 42%. I'm joined now on the line by columnist at the Sunday Times and the Irish Daily Mail, Brenda Power. Brenda, good morning. Hi, Jonathan. And the CEO of OnlineApplication.com, Carl Dieter, who's with us in our Marconi House studio. Good morning to you, Carl.
1: Hey, good morning, Jonathan and Brenda.
0: Uh, Brent, I'm going to begin by asking you, what. why is this in your opinion? I mean, the obvious thing to say is they can't afford to move out. Is that the reality?
2: I think that's the beginning and end of it, Jonathan, to be honest. I mean, I'm in a position where I have four of my five kids all over the age of 20 still living at home. Now, two of them are still in college. One's just finished college. Um, but but my eldest girl, who's who's just turned thirty, is is busily saving for a deposit. They'd all love all of them would would love to be able to 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 be out on their own as I was at their age. From about I think I left home at seventeen and never really lived at home again. But it's just not possible. I mean, you are talking about several hundred a week for a shared room in Dublin. And I mean, when you're in a position as mine are fortunate to be where they can have a room of their own at home, they they'd be mad basically. They'd be mad to move out for all, you know, the, the advantages that there are to the independence you get from living on your own. Um, it just doesn't make economic sense and, and and that is, that's that's where it begins and ends, I'm afraid. That's that's what it boils down to.
0: Carl, do you agree? Because obviously you're very much uh, involved in the property market still and you can see what it's like on the ground. Are these younger cohorts being squeezed out
1: completely? It was kind of yes and no. I think there's a few things you need to understand. We were always higher than Europe in terms of the young people living at home. But this is also not an Irish-only trend. It's actually happening all across Europe. I think a large part of it is that the, the life milestones people hit are being pushed out. So, I mean, in the 1980s, people left school 17, 18, sometimes younger, get a job. You know, you were getting married, buying a house by the time you're 23. First child was around age 25. You know, nowadays, you finish school 18, degree, say 22. Quite often, they're going on to a master's at 25, going for your first job, you know, you might be traveling for a year because you wanted to take some time off and you're only starting at the same time as you would have had a house bought and a family in the past. The average age of marriage at the moment is 36. The average age of someone having their first child is age 33. So I think this is a natural uplift that, that there's a delay. And the, and the the greatest evidence that these things are coming later is actually the fact that the pension age has risen from 65 to 68 and that's the best evidence we have of the milestones in in life, including a big one called death, have all moved further out. You know, life expectancy is rising, too. And I think that the way that people are living is, is adjusting with that. So, you know, if you've got two kids in college, as Brenda just mentioned, it's to me normal that they might be living at home. If you have, uh, you know, someone who's saving for a house. I did the same thing when I moved back from America. I moved in with my parents. I was trying to start a business, do different things. Seems perfectly rational uh, and, and culturally in Ireland, the nuclear family is alive and well, you know, in Spain, yeah. it's really common in Italy, it's really common to have adult children in the house, not so much in the Netherlands where, you know, around 20% of people live at home uh, at, at, during the same age. So, and and by the way, the Netherlands has crazy renting and crazy house prices too. So I, like, I don't know how they afford it.
0: Yeah, I mean, look. if, if, if I, I put myself in the situation earlier, Brenda, where if I was 25, 26, 27 and still living at home, I mean, I, I would have gone mad. I don't think it, it would have done me any good whatsoever, purely because the tradition was with six of us at home and as soon as you had the opportunity to bail, you got out and you left the parents alone. I mean, this must be having an impact uh, on that generation that, you know, much and all as they love you. Uh, and and they love the support that you're able to give them. Would they not like a bit of privacy? Would they not like mammy staring at everything that they're doing?
2: Well, I do try to keep out of their way to be honest, uh, Jonathan. But um, I'm sure, of course, they they do. And I mean, the only requirement that I that I impose really is that they just text me when they're home. I, I don't want to wake up in the middle of the night and wonder if somebody is still out. But where they are, what they're doing, who they're with, I don't really want to know. Um, that said, I mean, obviously, you, you can't do as you could when you were living in a sit all those years ago and bring home Whatever dog or devil you happen to be hanging out with, and let them sleep on the floor um, or wherever. Um, but I, I suppose you know you, you come to a, an arrangement that is different to the one you have when they're kids, in and an acceptance but that. Did, but you but are do, do you
0: feel, Brenda, that that the kids are missing out in something because they have to live at home?
2: I I do think they're missing out on the kind of life skills that you have to learn when, as I say, you left home as I did at 17 because I lived in in Kilkenny and I wanted to go to college in Dublin and you moved into the grottiest of grotty bedsits. So you learned how to unblock a toilet or a sink, change a plug, you know, set rat traps, uh, whatever needed to be done without bothering the landlord um, because you didn't want to be chucked out. Um, All of those things that, 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 that skill is is those little everyday life skills. They, I just tend to, to do them at home and, and, and I, I don't know, I think I'll probably whenever they will do move out, be getting calls saying, um, you know, how do I unblock the, the washing machine filter or there's a leak in the dishwasher or whatever for, for, for years to come because those are things you just have to learn to figure well, out tra-
0: Brenda Power you, you sound very handy I might be ringing you myself because if there's a block in my dishwasher I normally have to Google it uh, but I'll just <laughs> ring you from now on and by Brent, the sounds Brenda of it. Brenda can move in with me too. No problem. Yeah. There's, <laughs> with me. there's a whole new career ahead of you Brenda Power uh, that we didn't realise was there. Oh, yeah,
2: um, very <laughs> impressive uh, box of, of, um, of uh, electric tools you know. <laughs>
0: It's good to know. It's I could go to, to some weird places. <laughs> <laughs> Moving quickly on, Carl Dieter, keep your mind out of that gutter. I'm I rarely rise above the gutter, it's the just it's the way I'm prone. <laughs> <laughs> one of the challenges, Carl, is that this cohort of young people, they're quite well paid. Um, if, you're, if you're 29 and you're working with a tech company, for example, it's different than I mean, we had a PhD student earlier on, and God love the PhD students, bright and intelligent as they are, they don't make money until they're a little bit older. Um, one of the challenges, Carl, is it must be very disheartening for them to realise, OK, and, and as, as the point was made earlier, yeah, I'm saving, I'm saving for my own place or I'm saving for a deposit. But every time that the money saved, the more they need uh, to actually get onto the ladder. So it just feels like that bottom rung is
1: <laughs> further away each time. Yeah, look, I mean, I, I look back at my own existence. I used to work in nightclubs uh, while I was going to, to, to college. And I had to work about 20 hours just to pay the rent, roughly. it was I got paid about 350 an hour, and the I had to pay 70 pounds a week at the time. Uh, you know, if you look at, say, even at minimum wage today, being, say, a, a 11 euro, 20, 20 hours of that would be, you know, 220 euro, and gross that up, you're you're looking at roughly 800 a month. Like, rent in Dublin was never handy, and I used to live in awful places. The places that are rent for day, far much better. But you have to remember, the trends that we're seeing, they, they also have a background. So, I mean... People, the the age of people acquiring homes was going down in the early 2000s, but that was because anybody with a pulse could get a mortgage. And we know that that was a mistake. We saw that, you know, what came as a result of that, but there was loads of places to rent. There was loads of jobs. People moved out. So during the crash, house prices dropped and rents were dirt cheap. So again, people were moving out. None of this would be unexpected. What we see now though, and it is particular, is that you've got uh, rising rents, rising house prices. It is expensive, and yet we also have huge cohorts of you know immigrant workers who come here who aren't in full time education, and they're finding a way to survive, and and they do it with, with without any of the familial help at all. So I think to an extent, there's also a trade off here. Where young people are saying, should I work my fingers to the bone just in order to pay rent? Or, you know, can I live with my mom and things are great and I can afford much more things and maybe run a car, maybe take a foreign holiday, or do make these life choices. I I, I don't see this as being as yeah. catastrophic as it's as it's being framed. And and you were right when you opened up, you said statistics don't lie, but statistical inference lies all the time. And I think that we've got to be careful about what we're trying to say these these statistics mean.
0: OK, and Brenda, there's an interesting text that's come in that, that goes to Carl's point. What about all the young people? It says, travelling the world, taking city breaks regularly. That's where the deposit money is going. We never, we never did that in our day. I'm in my 50s, says this texter. They've just prioritised what they want to spend their money on. Do you agree?
2: Yeah, that's that's the, the avocado toast uh, theory. <laughs> you know, that when you know there's no point in scrimping and saving because the possibility of ever actually... Uh, gathering together enough money for deposit is going to be so far beyond you that you might as well have the holiday have the, have the city break have the avocado toast have the macchino whatever latte um and i think that, that comes to carl's original point which was we're pushing back life life milestones I, I do think that is largely a function of the cost of property and i take the point that you make about the netherlands being just as dear or dearer but whatever the reason we maybe have more of an an a, a, fixation here I suppose with owning our own places and and you can attach all kinds of historical implications to that but the point is I I do believe that the reason that people are putting back, buying a house, getting married settling into a a job for life is precisely because well look I might as well live while I can, I'm I'm not going to be able to buy a house. I mean when, when I was in my 20s it was a very real possibility to have together the deposit for a house and own a house by the time you were 25 26. That was a possibility when You could buy houses for twenty thousand in Dublin city centre. Yeah, but Um, like Brenda, I don't. I'm
1: not intimately familiar with your vintage, but like (laughs) at the same time. You know, wages back then might have been five grand a year or four thousand, and interest rates were, you know, eighteen percent. And things it has literally never been easy in this country yeah, she's to not buy a Hang house. on a second, she's, she's not that old.
0: I mean, Brenda, I, I have to defend your honor here.
1: <laughs> I, I say I don't know. I, I'm not for me. She, she sounds like she's twenty. Talks like <laughs> she she has a thirty year old. So, so I don't know. It's confusing to me. And then she <laughs> talked about that box of electric tools, and that's just sent me off the edge.
0: <laughs> anyway, moving quickly on again. Uh, what of the chat, Brenda? Could I give you my fear? The actual fear that I have here I mean you're, you, your kids I'm will be, going be stuck be... with you forever Jonathan tell the truth <laughs> that's my fear okay and I'm my, my children are not they're, they're not that much um, younger than Brenda's but they are younger at cards I know yours are younger again I, I have three fear, Brenda, home yeah well I have three still six. at home as well but they're still yeah my mine are still in school I mean Brenda what happens if I never get rid of them if they're stuck out there forever and I can't enjoy my house
2: um, Brenda I think I might have to make some yes difficult decisions and like sell. What?
0: I have to move out. I move out. Yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> that could be the
2: they come home and find a for sale sign outside the house. I think that's going to be the only solution for me eventually.
0: Yeah, downside. But 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 Carl, th- this gives rise to problems as well. That uh, you know, if you have three kids at home, right, and two move out, and the last one stays, and it becomes really easy for the last one to stay and not move out. You then have friction in the family, whereas previously this wouldn't necessarily have happened.
1: Yeah, like like through my life working in kind of financial advice advice there's a few kind of huge themes that I've seen that it really caused massive financial trauma to families death is a big one it's always huge it wipes out everything you know divorce is a big one but another one is what I would call kind of economic outpatient care where one of the children in the family just seems to get way more than all the rest and usually it's because it's kind of useless or you know they don't get ahead the way the others do and their fault or not it doesn't matter but then you get say this family home and they're in it and the parent dies and then they just keep staying Uh, and and that is actually a common theme and and so i actually have seen instances where parents said look we're actually going to downsize we're going to sell the five-bed house we're moving into a one bed. that child is not coming and all the kids are getting you know a portion in life so that we don't have this issue because it is actually incredibly common
0: Mm. Yeah, I, I, yeah, That is definitely an option there. Uh, we, we, we'll stick that in the back pocket uh, for a later date. Uh, Carl Dieter and Brenda Power, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Brenda, I'll ring you about the dodgy dishwasher later on uh, when I get home. Um, Texts on this, lots of them have come in. I'm conscious that we are three parents uh, talking about it and we haven't got the voice of the young people, but they are texting in, so we'll give you those. Um, men have always stayed at home longer and the Irish mammy's always existed, but now they've no choice. It's prohibitively expensive. Young people can't afford it. The government is neglecting a generation Generation. My young people would love nothing more than to have their own place. It's stifling them. The birth rate will drop dramatically. Relationships won't happen, says that texter. I have two adult children, 22 and 29. Both are students. No way they could live outside the home. They study and they work Uh, to pay their way through college. Um, It used to be uh, possible to pay for a house on a single wage. Now, it's impossible on two wages. Got nothing to do with avocados, says Mark. And one more on this. If a couple works 40 hours a week, it's really an unrealistic expectation that you should be able to build a house. The system is broken, especially when there was a time when one wage could afford to build a house. And that is true. And that was traditionally what it was. But it's soul-destroying for two people Not to be able to have enough money together to get a mortgage. But they can afford rent that might be more, in some cases nearly double what they would be paying if they got a mortgage. And that's just nuts. But that's the system that they're facing. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.